Hey sisters, this is Gretchen. I know you absolutely love coming here and listening to stories about other sisters, but we know you probably have a really good one too. So if you and your sister or best friend or pet squirrel, I don't know, no judgment, your sister's your sister, have a great story that you would love to be featured on this podcast, please send it to us at heysisterspod at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram at heysisterspodcast and let us know your story, and maybe we'll be featuring it soon in an upcoming episode. Bye, sisters. It's not like, I thought the act was saying, you can put twins in a mental health facility for That'd as long so as you specific. want. <laughs> and I don't think they'd be flippant with Mental Health Act of 1983. Right, right. I guess if you're a British psychologist, you probably know this. I don't. Hey, sisters. Hey, sisters. It's Jesse And Gretchen. <laughs> and we are here with our lovely podcast with stories about sisters. By sisters. And for everyone. Ting! <laughs> we are not sisters. You know how you hear about sisters that can read each other's mind and be on the same page? That's not us. I don't think it's, like, we don't need to read each other's mind for that. We need to read each other's mind for, like, bigger things. Yeah. We're not wasting it on everyone versus everybody. True. True. Very accurate. So do twins creep you out? It depends. Are they standing in a hallway staring at me <laughs> saying, red rum? It's exactly the twins that I had in my head. Well, I just realized we've covered um, the Hilton sisters who are conjoined twins. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've covered any other twins, have we? I don't think so. Just we went straight for conjoined twins. Like, yeah, let's. Get, well, I love their story. So. Yeah, that is a good story. But I'm just saying, like, interesting choice. Well, of course, I've got some awkward bottle or apple or something that I'm <laughs> eating or drinking. I apparently cannot podcast without. Um, is it called an oral fixation? Mm, that makes me uncomfortable. So it, I'm it, say I more. Think technically, <laughs> it is an oral fixation. Or it's just this is. Hey, the, can we get these bottles to sponsor us? We should. Okay, so are they Owala? Owala free sip. <clears throat> We're about to just market for them for free. We're not going to. They are mysteriously my new favorite water bottle. That I introduced <laughs> her to. This is Jessie. If you're wanting to send somebody a million dollars to promote your water bottle, nobody wants Jessie. to send you a million dollars to promote anything. But if you want to send us a couple all the free, free water, water bottles. bottles. <laughs> no, they're awesome. And I don't, I don't see these out much. No, I have a water bottle obsession. But where did you find these? I found them on the lines. Um, on the line? Online. Oh, online. Online. <laughs> no, I think they actually have them at like Walmart and Target, but they don't have that cool color. Yeah, no, they need to sponsor us. Anyway, it's like this really cool, um, it's hard to explain. Whatever. I have a cool water bottle. Yeah. And that's all you need to know. Well, I have a great story about two twins for you today and they were called the silent twins. So I'm glad you went straight to red rum because it definitely has that same vibe. Also, it was a little boy that said red rum, not the little girls. The little girl said, come play with us. Oh, that's true. But either way, we understand you're talking about the Shining Twins. Right. Which we should cover. There's not much to cover. Okay, here. Yeah. I'll cover the Shining Twins. We'll make it a jort. Here's... <laughs> yeah. Yes. We are developing some smaller podcasts called jorts that eventually when we get enough... Um, Material. Material. We'll start to get a jort out on Friday because yeah. 
why wear shorts when you could wear jorts? They also sometimes come out of us having side conversations in the middle of our podcast that I edit out. It's true. But save. Yeah. And we thought jorts would be fun, like Jesse edits it for shorts, but now I felt left out, so I wasn't going to call them that. But now I just really like the concept of jorts. Well, okay. First jort ever. Shining Twins are in a movie. And probably the book. And they say, come play with us and literally stand creepily at the end of the hall and maybe ride a tricycle and that's all. No, he rides the tricycle and he's at the end oh, of the hall. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I can't re- Yeah. But literally they just stand there and get creepy. Like that is the whole Shining Twin story. Is there more sure. to it? I haven't seen The Shining, so. Well, then how do you know about the tricycle? Gretchen, anyone who's been alive in the past century. My children do not know about the tricycle. This story has a little element of creepy and maybe even scary, but more eerie and odd. Okay. So have you heard of the story about Jennifer and June Gibbons? Their names are very familiar. Well, you're about to know all about them. Good. Good. Um, They grew up in Wales. They're actually born in Wales. There's some... I listened to other podcasts and looked up a bunch of stuff for this story because it's one of the... It has a lot of information out there. But something that some people get wrong is that they were born in the Caribbean. But I don't think they were born in the Caribbean... I think they were daughter. What it appears, what it appears to be, is that they were daughters of Caribbean immigrants that okay. moved to Wales and then where they in were Wales? Born. Did, um, did it, it doesn't say, it say so Wales. far. No, it just says Wales. Um, it actually says UK and then narrows it down to Wales. And they they did have two other daughters. This family, but the twins were very very unique. Were the twins the eldest? The twins were the eldest. Yes. Um, One of the interesting things is that when they did move, they were a black family. And before they moved, were they black? Well, they're from the Caribbean. So they're like a black family from the Caribbean. And when they moved to Wales, they were the only black family. So it's not like they moved into a community like them. Um, They moved uh, into a place that was very much not like them. So there is a theory that some of the things that happen with the twins were based on the fact that they were the oldest and they were, um, they were not the oldest. Wow. I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. They were, (laughs) they, well, they were older. They were the second oldest. So there was one older, but they were some of the first of the family to go through the school is my point. Okay. They were some of the first of this family to go through school. And so they were dealing with things that a kid's brain doesn't really know how to deal with that a lot of us, thank goodness, have not had to deal with. And then our counterparts of different racial backgrounds have had to deal with from day one. So they were trying to navigate this um, kind of on their own because their parents didn't grow up there. They didn't know what to expect. Yeah, they were out of water in different ways. Yes. Um, Oh, here we go. This is why it gets weird. They were actually born at a military hospital in Yemen. Their father had been deployed, and then they moved to um, England for just a little bit, then Haverford, West Wales. Nice. But they grew up in Wales. So okay. the most of the story takes place in Wales. They were inseparable, and like a lot of twins, and they had their own twin language. Very common. Like a lot of twins. Yeah. Their twin language, though, was actually sped up Bahan Creole, which was a Caribbean language. I guess their their parents probably spoke in the home. 
Um, and so it wasn't actually a secret language. It was it just, just seemed a that way to fast the system. foreign language. Yeah. So they, it made it hard for people to understand them. I mean, even if it was slow Bahan Creole, yeah, I don't think that people in Haverford West Wales would be like, right? Oh, now I understand you. <laughs> yeah, but to um, be fair, it'd be the same way if a Welsh set of twins came to the states and they were speaking Welsh. Exactly. Yeah, but then imagine if they sped it up. It would sound, you wouldn't even totally say foreign. it's probably yeah. a foreign language. Yeah. So there, this is kind of sad. The bullying, the ostracization. I know it's a, it's a word. A it's hard word. to say. <laughs> At school, it got so bad that the administrator actually started de- making that, that family, like dismissing them early. So they wouldn't Aww. get bullied. I know. I mean, good job on the administrator for catching it and like. Seeing Doing that, what that, they could. Yeah, yeah. It's just so, yeah, so bad. Um, and a lot of their weird things that they did got bad during that time. So, and this is something that I'm not super sure other stories really delved into. This one, this one that I found that did a good job is actually from, um, it was in Wikipedia, but it has a better source that I am not familiar with right now because I didn't write it down. Um, but I'll say for timelines, Wikipedia really is good. And at yeah. least they tell you if it doesn't have a source. Um, so, yeah, other other sources didn't really do a good job of harping in on this. And I don't think we can say enough that what was going on in school at their age, which have been, let's see, 1974-ish. They were born in 63. So they were... 11, right? That's a really hard time in general. And then if you've got all that going on in school, you're going to do some not so normal things or make some not so normal decisions. But how the twins dealt with it is they, they got really, really reserved even in their family to the point where they spoke to no one but themselves. Oh my gosh. Like no one, not even their family. And they would hear them talking in their room, but they wouldn't speak to anybody else. And in public, they would do some things where they would do ex- the exact same action and mirror each other. So Gretchen's got like Barbie blade hands working <laughs> I here. Know. But imagine, it says they mirror each other, which in teaching, like when I teach fitness or personal training or do something like that, like mirroring would be if you and I were facing each other. You'd go left and I'd go yeah, right. And we'd, but it looks so like I'm a mirror. So I'm imagining that, but I think theirs is more like if they're walking, they're walking in exact rhythm. I don't know. Maybe they were doing jumping jacks facing each other. Like exactly we do. The same. We, I mean, we do that all the time in public. We actually did this morning. Yes. <laughs> Gretchen let her work out and I was her workout. She was buddy. my workout example person. And fun fact, Jesse only has one 10 pound weight in this entire house. You want to so know why I have that 10 She had to weight? be my example. If you don't have any weights, why do you only have one 10 pound weight? Because I use it as a counterbalance for my projector when, before I got a TV. It was on a platform. On That's top why of you my... hadn't even taken the like barcode. Off. Hadn't even taken the wrapper off. Lord have mercy. Well, I took the wrapper off for you, so now you don't have an excuse to use it. Thank you. And if you were using the wrapper as an excuse to use it, I wasn't using the wrapper as an excuse to use it. Not to use it. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can't take. Can't use a weight without it, off. without the barcode on it. Oh my goodness. Um, so this this behavior got weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder, and um. Then finally, someone that came to the school that was administering vaccinations, which can you imagine? Like this is just said in passing in 1974. They had someone at the school just giving all the kids vaccines. 
And people nowadays would be like, how dare you come to my child's school? Don't they still, I mean, they. Yeah, but that's been a huge point of, that's been a huge point of debate. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm talking COVID vaccine now. Yeah. Huge point of debate. And it's just like, yeah, we don't need to get into that. No, I'm not. I'm just saying this article, like casually in the 70s, like when the medic administering vaccines at the school, notice it. No, like, and then their parents stormed right. in with yeah. a, a giant yeah. protest. Yeah. So because of this weird behavior, they actually sent them to separate boarding schools to try to break it down. I feel like that might be detrimental. I do, too. I mean, I feel like where was the, and I want to say where was the psychologist, but it was the psychologist who recommended that. But we weren't there. We don't we know. Don't, yeah, exactly. It might have been, like, a, also a feeling of make or break. Like, we've got to get this. Right. They will not be in, they will not be socially whatevered. Obviously, I'm not a child psychologist. No, you're not, but that's okay. You're watching Haunting of Hill House. I was about to say, I'm more like the one in Haunting Uh, of Hill House. They went to this school, but when they got there, they became like catatonic. What? Completely withdrawn. Like they wouldn't do anything. Both of them at their individual schools. Uh huh. They could not function, basically. They couldn't function. Wow. At all. Yeah. Imagine needing your sisters. And I mean, I know you need me that much, but I know. I'm independent. Right. But can you imagine? I mean, they couldn't function. I'm sure some of this was by choice, but. But also, like, you're taking them out of an environment where they are. Their only safe place. Yeah. And they are really victims of society. Because even, even outside of school, I'm sure they were stared at quite a bit, being the only black family. Yeah. So you're just going to take them away from their only safety and shove them in a boarding school. Right. Poor girls. They went to their boarding school. Then they finally came back together. And they spent several years, is what it says, isolating themselves in their bedroom. So this actually did more damage by sending them away. And one of the things that they started doing was writing. So they sent away for like a mail order course, is what it says, which was a thing, I guess. Yeah, in that yeah. Time. Sally Struthers used to sell them here in the United States. Oh, Sally basically the same things that you can get your associates in now. Okay. Well, that's what they did. They they wanted to be writers, I guess, and they kept diaries and wrote stories, poems, novels. One person was the only, one journalist was the only person that really got close to them at this time. And I don't know if it was this time or later on because some other stuff happened, but there was a journalist that heard of this and kind of got in with them called Marjorie Wallace and she was the only one they had has spoken to about this. So that is kind of how she got her in. We she went to see their parents a little bit later on. And this is pertinent to the story now though because she got to see what their bedroom looked like and there were bean bags everywhere fill it says bean bags filled with writings. I don't know if they put it in the bean bag or if there were like bean bags in the room and also books of writing. It was a very weird sentence. Right? Maybe maybe they did an Emily Dickinson and tucked their writing into their beanbag pillow. Maybe. Maybe it's exactly what it says, and I'm thinking too much about it. But she took them home, and she said, I couldn't believe this. These girls, to the outside world, hadn't spoken and had been dismissed as being zombies, had this rich, imaginative life. Um, okay, now we're going to go backwards so that you guys know why this, why this um, lady even wanted to write about them. So, again, they were zombies to the outside world. They were known. I mean, everyone knew them as the silent twins. They were very known in the community for being super weird. So they didn't just stay in their room. They went places. They just didn't speak. 
that's hard. Like mom I mean, they, to they the probably went stuff. somewhere. I mean, they finished out their school years, right? And they were doing this mirroring each other's images and being silent. And apparently, if somebody went to talk to them, they would just stare. Well, finishing school is enough to be talked about. Right. So the community knew them. Yeah. And then later in their teenage... So I, th- I guess the isolating of the room is, okay, if you're, there's no requirements. Otherwise, we're not going to be out of the room. <clears throat> it also says later in their teenage years, they began using drugs and alcohol. Um, there is some note of the fact that the alcohol was times when maybe that would help them talk to other people. Oh. Kind of like losing that that need for the twin. And finally in 1981... How they access drugs? Like I alcohol mean, get, is typically something you have in the home. But they're probably going to school still, right? Oh, gotcha. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it says later teenage years, which would be school age and maybe early university, but it doesn't it doesn't talk about them going to university at all. They did things like petty theft and arson, um, which led to them being admitted into Broadmoor Hospital. Gotcha. So this was a highly secure mental health facility, and uh, they were sentenced to indefinite detention under the Mental Health Act of 1983. I'm not familiar with that. I should look that I up. I mean, I was only one year old, and True. I didn't live there. And you didn't live in Wales. But I'm like, how can you say, oh, this actual is mental health. They feel like maybe they're incapacitated oh, 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 in some no. way. <clears throat> it, was they, it was basically just meant the act itself didn't allow you to put them in there for an indefinite amount of time. The act was when, and we have this in America too, if someone is at risk of harming themselves or others, they can be detained. Right. That's what it's about. Which... I mean, I even use that in my contracts for life coaching, like if I have to report that kind of stuff. So, all right. So that makes sense. We have that here. And they stay there for 11 years. Wow. Which is not even the sad part of the story. Oh, cool. Thanks. I know, right? I'm really okay. excited about this one. Don't worry. There's more coming. It gets worse. <laughs> Great. It gets way worse. And then there's like a little glimmer of hope at the end. June later said that was because they were being selectively mute. Juvie delinquents get two years in prison. We got 12 years of hell because we don't, we didn't speak. And she actually even wrote a letter to the queen asking her to get us out. I mean, fair enough that that didn't work. Yeah. I don't know that the queen's (laughs) checking all her mail like that. I know. I'm like, someone from the mental health institution wrote me a letter and asked to be released. First of all, do you think the queen actually got that letter? But if they're writing, I feel like you can communicate with them. But they wouldn't. That's not the, it's not that you could. Obviously, like this reporter did at some point. By the way, the reporter came because they were in jail and heard about them or the mental health facility. That's why she came. I just threw in that other part. Um, But they were not. It's not even they. And yeah, obviously. So they froze. They They literally would freeze and just stare at a point until you walked away. Okay. It's not like. Like you can't pass on paper. I'm trying so hard, but I can't get the words out. It's like, I don't want you. Which that makes so much sense from the <clears throat> bullying standpoint. Oh yeah. Like if I just shut down to the outside world, I don't have to deal with it. But it was all wrapped up in their twin. Everything they did was wrapped up in each other. Okay. So there was no, almost as if they couldn't act without the other person there. Um, okay. So they're in this place and we're going to, we're going to jump to this reporter. And then I'm going to tell you about the weirdest thing that happened the whole time they were there. So, um, Marjorie went to visit them in prison. Marjorie, again, being the reporter, Marjorie Wallace. 
And she was like, I'm going to be the one to break through their silence. No okay. one has done it. Mental health practitioner. No one has done this. Like, that's why she said they put them in this facility and it was just silence. Oh, and another eerie thing in the facility, they tried to separate them there as mm-hmm. well. Like, apparently this was a tactic they were really hoping would finally. Because exactly what you're saying. Okay, they're talking to their twin. So <clears throat> they're getting that interaction. So what if we shut that interaction off completely? Maybe they'll start to interact. So they actually, I think in their deepest heart's desire, we're trying to help them because, again, they wouldn't be held well, if and they out would in actually the world, talk. If they're not like the Hilton sisters conjoined, out in the world, they're probably going to have to function independently at some point. Well, and I think at, their, at this, they were just trying to get them out of this facility with whatever means. I mean, they, yeah. they were being held indefinitely, exactly as June said, because they wouldn't speak. Yeah. It's not like... And they were given tons of drugs and things in there, just kind of what you hear about early mental health facilities yeah. not being super great. Girl I mean, interrupted. I mean, they're still not like government mental health facilities still aren't like perfect, but they're government and they're, they have all these mandates you have to work with, but they haven't always been even as quote unquote good as they are now. Um, <clears throat> this is like no shame if that's you and you're doing your thing. I just know there's a lot of government control on that you can only keep people for so long or you have to keep people for so long or i have and there's limitations to what therapies and drugs and and when it comes to being a harm to yourself or others too there's even asking to be admitted when you're admitted in one of these facilities there's a lot that goes into getting you back out absolutely so they would separate them and the staff would go and say one was in like the west wing and one the east wing whatever opposite is the facility and a staff member would go and check and one would be like frozen in a position and they would look in the other room and she'd be frozen in the exact same position. Ooh. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Now I'm thinking they're just like the same person that's been accidentally right? split. Okay. Keep that thought. Keep that because it really does like this whole thing is very much like, are they one person or are they two? Ooh, this is getting really sci-fi creepy. It is, right? And apparently, like, I'm, I'm just going to say this as a lore piece because I don't know how founded it is. But you could watch them at different ends of the facility and they would even change positions at the same time. <gasps> yeah, I know. Creepy. All right. So they're in there. <clears throat> this reporter gets word of these girls who are silent twins. Everybody knows about them, but something's something going on kind of weird. And she goes to interview them, and I'm going to read you this. It says, Then the twins were brought in, and that was the most extraordinary moment. First of all, two of the prison warders took one twin in, just leaning like a plank, or like a coffin, really, on their shoulders. And they they got her in, and she sat down, and her eyes were downcast. Yeah, so, like, they're having to carry her in like a plank. So she, her body's really stiff. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, had she could to easily be, hold herself. But that way. yeah, she's like frozen in place. So this concept of like, if you try to communicate with them, they don't move. I, I just thought that was very um, poetic of her, or a coffin, really. Yeah, let's make yeah. it creepier. <laughs> or you know, a coffin. Let's go with yeah. coffin. She didn't move. Her hands just hang by her side. The second twin came in. The same thing happened, and they just sat there. Wow. Right. I mean, I would be like, mm, okay, but she, but this. This journalist was like, I'm going to be the one to break the silence. So I applaud her for her being the only one that cared, apparently. Well, and perseverance. Suddenly she says, I've read some of your writings. And she saw a flicker in June's eyes. 
Ooh. Yeah, so it's like the first time there's been any interaction. And she started to look up. There's a little twitching of her lips. With great difficulty, she got the words out. Do you like them? Oh. Yeah, so these notebooks that she'd gotten from their room, they did have diary entries, but they had a lot of other writing, and they'd even written a full-length novel. Oh, my goodness. Called Pepsi Cola Addict. That sounds... That, I just want to <laughs> read it. Also, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like every teenager's first novel. Right. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to start with Pepsi Cola. Well, you know, our songwriting was marvelous when we were when we were kids, so... Hey, it was. <laughs> maybe maybe that'll be Gretchen another wrote a whole song about eggs. I did. Bold egg time. Da, na, na, na. Da, na. Wait, By the way, isn't that really, hammer time? Yeah. I totally just like... <laughs> I thought it was no, so original. No, it wasn't done, and it was done, na 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 na. Boiled egg time. Done. <laughs> no, boiled egg time was boing 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 because boiled eggs bounce. <laughs> and fried egg time was <laughs> fried egg time. I forgot about my egg time song. These are basically though. You know what's funny? I must have just come back from camp because that's such a camp song. Like to, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah, the no, concept, it's not, Okay, it's like a a young girl's version of a camp song. Yes. You know how you like change the sound with the, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Boy, egg time. time. And then at the end of it, we had to like slowly back away from our brown Fisher Price recorder going okay. like this. Egg time, egg, egg time, egg time, egg time. Now I have the technology now to just fade us out. That's true. Maybe we should reissue this album, remaster it. Rema- Coming soon on Spotify near you, Egg Time by well, Jesse and Gretchen Gag. That well, no, Sugar and Spice. <laughs> Sugar and Spice was the name of our band. <laughs> Do you remember our title song? Wasn't it the sugar and spice? Jesus is nice. Sugar and spice. Jesus is nice. Again, I all of and this then was it born be, from Do you camp. love Jesus? And I'd and you would say, yes, Friday I time. Do. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> that was straight up born from camp. That yeah. entire oh, yeah. album was inspired by Camp Pinnacle in Northern Georgia. Thank you for all the good memories. All right. Wow, this took us. We are not as good as them because we no. did not rate a full-length novel. Uh, but Jennifer wrote a story about two birds raised in a zoo that we have an excerpt from. Let me hear yes. it. Yes. Uh, the two parrots, whose names were Polly and Perkins, often talked of how they longed to get back to their native land. Sometimes they would ask the watchers to open the cage door, I know, and let them out. Some of the children who were watching asked their parents if they could take the parents ho- parrots home with them. Sometimes, before the parents had time to answer... One parrot would kindly say, we're not for sale. The other parrot would say the same. Oh, these poor girls. It's like they're walking about, walking, writing about their experiences. Yeah. Which. They long to get back to their native land. Right. I know. I know. And parrots are native to Caribbean. Right. Uh, Yeah. And so I wonder if that's in their mind, like, that would be a better home for them. You never know what they were thinking. Um, They never... I don't think they ever even went there because they were born in Yemen and then moved into the UK. So I don't think they even knew the Caribbean, but they probably heard stories and it yeah, sounded fun. Yeah. Um, the two parrots could also be their parents. Yes. So, uh, by the way, did you know that Broadmoor was actually the most secure institution for the criminally insane? Which kind of, you kind of wonder what else was going on there. It wasn't just a mental health facility. Yeah. No, I didn't know that, but... Like uh, that, I, it makes sense that that's why the name is familiar. 
Right. So, and here comes kind of to the end of our twin journey. They were being transferred then to the Caswell Clinic. Um, I guess they had a trial for some of their crimes. So maybe they were um, moving to another facility. And so these are like the arson charges and theft and things right, like that? Right, right. And also during this time, I need to point out another thing that Wallace discovered. So before we just think, wow, these sisters were just best friends, she discovered in their writings that they actually were not each other's besties. Really? They felt it was more of an attachment than it was a choice, at least in their minds. So I want to read you something that June said than something that Jennifer said. Okay. We found the writing. So June says, nobody suffers the way I do. Not with a sister. With a husband, yes. With a wife, yes. With a child, yes. But this sister of mine, a dark shadow robbing me of sunlight is my one and only torment. Ooh. And then Jennifer writes, we have become fatal enemies in each other's eyes. We feel the irritating deadly rays come out of our bodies, stinging each other's skin. I say to myself, can I get rid of my own shadow? Impossible or not possible? Which is the same thing. Without my shadow, would I die? Without my shadow, would I gain life, be free, or left to die? Without my shadow, which I identify with a face of misery, deception, murder. Yo. Yeah. And so her, like, Wallace is discovering the writings and visiting them and even talking with them lasted an entire decade. So this whole time they're being held in Broadmoor and she's the only one um, that could Other talk than family them. or just no, the no, only like, one? No, like I don't think anyone else would talk to them because they wouldn't talk to their family even. They were completely that's silent. That's wild. It all had to do with the writings. So that's what she gotcha. could talk to them about. Gotcha. So I think that's why, you know, this other writing stuff comes when up. Well, it sounds like they're, they're like running the gamut in their writings. Right. <clears throat> so when they're going to be released to the Caswell Clinic... Um, one of the announcements that was made to them is after about a year, we'll probably release you to the outside world. So they knew that by going, this is important to the story, by going to the Caswell Clinic, they were getting ready to go back into real life. Okay. Right. Yeah. Be released. Um, and Caswell was still inpatient, right? What? This new clinic is still inpatient. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm okay. sorry. So... It's getting to be this time, and Wallace comes in to visit them again. And this I had not heard before. I did a little bit of reading, so this is interesting. And she brought her daughter in. So apparently they talk in front of her daughter, too. So maybe I don't know for sure about the family, but it doesn't seem as if they're talking to anyone but this reporter. Well, they may also not be there as frequently as the reporter. Mm -hmm. So they went to the place where the visitors were allowed to have tea, and we had quite a jolly conversation to begin with. I mean, that whole thing sounds so British. It's ridiculous. Yes, it does. <laughs> then suddenly, in the middle of the conversation, which, let's mind you, this lady's daughter's there. Jennifer said, Marjorie, Marjorie, I'm going to have to die. What? Right? I'm telling you, it gets weird. Weirder. And she kind of laughed and said, what are you talking about? You're only 31. You're about to be freed. Why are you going to have to die? You're not sick. Um, and she said, because we've decided. Oh, only one shall survive. And she's maybe the, the Harry Potter or the Voldemort. Don't want to spoil it for you. And she got, <laughs> um, and she got really, really scared because she could see that they meant it. Um, 
and they said we've made a pact. Jennifer has to die because they said the day that they left Broadmoor, the day they were free from the secure hospital, so not free, but going there, that one of them would have to give up their life to enable the other one to really be free. And then later, this journalist actually found out that they'd been quarreling violently from the staff, wow. the staff at Broadmoor, about who was going to die. But, like, wouldn't that be a red flag for you if you were yeah, in the staff? Yeah, but they're in a secure mental health facility. So what do they do? They follow whatever the protocol is if they're, yeah, they're true, there true, true, because true, true, true. they're at risk of harm. Although the fact that they're like, okay, cool, this is getting worse. Let's release you. Yeah, That's or even letting me. them be together. Like, yeah, I mean, if if you're fi- if you and I were fighting over who has to die, yeah, I would hope someone would separate us. Yeah, so we don't know enough me. about like, did they separate them? Then bring them back together? Was it during like a community yeah. moment, or was it just like visitation? I don't know. We could conjecture all day. And then they passed over something that they'd written to Wallace. A new thing. It says that too t-w-o is your laughing that too t-w-o is your smiling and now i'm dead that t-o-o is your crying which i think is super clever that is I mean, really good really poetry like good poetry um that's why i was spelling it out though because when you yeah. read it it says that too is your laughing that too is your smiling and now i'm dead that too is your crying but when you look at it the death separates the yeah. meaning of the twos um, I know. That's really clever. And Jennifer looked scared and June looked determined, which is kind of sad. Like, they knew what was going to happen. Uh, she was really disturbed. Marjorie called their doctors and they said, we're monitoring them. Don't worry. And she just was waiting to get the call that they were at the new facility at this point. Well, Jennifer gets sick the night before they leave. And as soon as the gates closed on Broadmoor, Jennifer slumped onto June's shoulder. Like, in the vehicle they were being transported Gotcha. And she fell into a coma. Was she poisoned or something? I don't know. Why the staff didn't do anything on the way, I don't know. But they drove down to Wales. She could have looked asleep. Jennifer was taken and laying on a bed in the hospital. And by 6.15 that night, she was taken, um, she was, she was dead. Oh, my gosh. June had gone to visit her straight away and laid a red rose over her, and it was just really, really sad. So it says the cause is still a mystery, but I want to read another report. So I heard the first time I heard this, someone said she lay on her lap and died on the ride and was asleep when they got there. Like, not quite. She'd been exhibiting signs of being sick before she right. left. Right. Yes, she did slump into a coma, because I, I'm, I tend to believe more of what this journalist wrote, because... She was in touch. She, she was in touch, yeah. but her stuff is still secondhand at this point, right? And then she was still alive when they got there. But so it, it's not like they were riding around with her dead in this car. Right, yeah. So that might be they didn't do anything because she had been sick, was in a coma, had a pulse, was fine, was breathing. Well, and they, and they, they couldn't do anything in a car. Right. They weren't in an ambulance, right? So here's another account of it. Well, the girls had this longstanding agreement, right? We talked about that. It says, upon arrival, Jennifer could not be roused. She was taken to the hospital where she died soon after of acute myocarditis, a sudden inflammation of the heart. There was no evidence of drugs or poison in her system, and her death remains a mystery. June, who's the surviving twin, revealed that Jennifer had been acting strangely for about a day before their release, which is interesting. I mean, there would be things that you could ingest long enough to maybe not be in your system, but how could they? What are those things? I mean, I'm thinking like you could 
if you ingested something I said, to make I, your I speech. I realize it just also sounded like I might be plotting to kill you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what are those things, Gretchen? Well, I'm just thinking, okay, Do the so research. if a day before the release, her speech had been slurring and she said that she was dying um, on the trip, she slept in June's lap with her eyes open. That's weird. Maybe she always sleeps with her eyes open. Uh-huh. We don't know. By whatever account and whatever happened, Jennifer passed away and June. So Wallace came a couple days later after she found this out and talked to June and said she was in a strange mood. Um, but she said, I'm free at last, liberated. And at last, Jennifer has given up her life for me. And now if you, you can look up interviews with Jennifer and. Um, with Jennifer or with June? With June. I'm sorry. You can look up interviews with uh June, since this happened, totally normal. She was just completely and totally, I think, quote the soul unquote, split. normal after this. I think that in utero, a, their soul split. Wow, that's an intense theory. It's just bizarre. Um, but yeah, she's like totally normal now, but she doesn't write. She says she could, but she just doesn't have a, she doesn't have a need to write anymore. Oh. Yeah. This is wild. I want to read I know this is a great story. You should read it. I don't know if it's published anywhere. She talked to Wallace again, spoke very clearly about the conflict between her terrible grief and losing the person closest in life and then the freedom that Jennifer gave her. Um, Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. And maybe they had social anxiety and it just turned into this beast between them. Who even knows? But, I mean, to the point where one of them... One of them decides that they're going to be the one to die. I mean, they clearly saw it as sacrifice. And they were older when this happened. I mean, they went in in their late teenage years and spent 12 years and brought or 11 years or something like that. They were in their early 30s. Isn't that crazy? 31, actually, because that's what Wallace said to her. You're 31. Wow, you paid more attention to my story than I did. Well, good. Someone had to. Well, I'm glad we made it through that with my um, super jumpy, aroundy notes. Well, I'm really glad we didn't record this at night either. Why? Because it's, it's creepy. Oh, okay. Well. I barely slept last night. Because of Haunting of Hill House? Yes. <laughs> and if you know Haunting of Hill House, we're only in the third episode. And I decided to go ahead and watch the third episode in, after dark last night. And this is how yeah, it's skittish I am. Side note, my workout has been going on my watch this whole time, so that's fun. I didn't start a workout on my watch. I just let it register that I was active. Well, looks like I did a really lot of working out. You I, did. I did. 30 minutes. Yeah, Gretchen, like, lapped like herself on her <laughs> workout on her watch. Oh, good. All my people that follow me are going to get a notification on their watches. I would probably wow, just got one on my watch, night. but my watch is in the kitchen because I was doing dishes. Good for you. Well, this has been a good wonderful, for you. interesting story about... I didn't mean it like that. Jennifer and June. Yeah. Wow. Go look it all up. Go look on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I want to look at pictures yeah, of them now. Saying, this is going to be a whole thing now. People are going to want to look this up. Yeah. All right. Good all story. Right. Bye, sisters. Bye, sisters. Egg time. Egg time. Egg time. Egg time.